Saturday morning, Oklahoma City. You're listening to the soccer show here on 107.7 The Franchise. And despite their best efforts, VSIN knows that this show is sponsored by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic, as always. Brian Chapman, alongside my good friend Todd Lizenby. Todd, good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Five got, matches underway this morning. Yeah, we've got a pack. One already window. in the books. We also have the most important member of the show in with us, Matt Goldbranson, Maddie Goldfish. What's Matt? going on, gentlemen? How are you today? Good. Good. Pack day ahead for you, yeah? Oh, yes. Wow. Most, most definitely. Be- I'll be up here till midnight again, probably. Beautiful. Beautiful. A big day of Oklahoma sports, but none of that matters right now because we are here to talk some footy as you mentioned todd this premier league morning is off and running we got a banger if you were up early you were rewarded newcastle in leeds that bad boy to two we had an early leeds goal to go ahead big sam was munching on it looked like the largest piece of bubble gum i've seen on a premier league touchline in quite some time Colin Wilson had a nice day from the penalty spot. He had a first half pin and a second half pin to put Newcastle up to one. But leads were not done. An 80th minute equalizer from Christensen. That bad boy finishes 2-2. Bad result for Newcastle, who are trying to hold off a top four charge from Liverpool as they've put it together here as of late. An important point for Leeds, though, when we talk about the run-in and staying safe, things like that, a point at, against Newcastle, not what you usually have uh, written down if you're yeah. relegation fodder. But this is also why Leeds were the team that was most likely to be relegated aside from Southampton in the latest odds before Big Sam were hired because of the run-in that they have. Man City last weekend, Newcastle this weekend, and... They've got West Ham and Tottenham right. in their next two. Exactly. I think they finish... Don't they finish... Is that the last two, West Ham and Tottenham? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're on yeah, 36 exactly. They're games. on 36, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that point, while it's better than zero, I don't think that point is going to help them any. No. I, I, I think they are still... Like, right now, as I see the table, Southampton are down. Is that official? Um, Is it one of those where it's like if they win every match by nine? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Southampton are on 24 points. Everton are safe at 32. So, technically, if They're not safe from relegation. They're safe from yeah, being cur- caught by Southampton. Ever- Everton are right now the last team avoiding the drop. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Gotcha, uh, on gotcha. 32 points. So, technically, if Southampton go 100%. They're only, what, eight points behind. They could get nine if Everton totally fall off. But that also requires Leicester and Leeds to stay put as well. Well, I do think that... I believe that we're one match away. uh, Southampton and Fulham, if this result holds, those two sides are nil-nil right now. Southampton is relegated. Southampton will be relegated. Yeah, exactly. They they have to win today. They have to win all three of their matches and get help at the end of the season. But I guess my whole deal is like, first off, and I know we will talk about it as we kind of get into tomorrow's matches, but I heard, uh, uh, what's his name, Julian LaRange from uh, uh, ESPN FC on the Gabs and Jules podcast. I don't know if you listen to that at all or listen to their, watch any of their content, but he mentioned that he thinks, and he's the first person I've heard say this, and I actually agree with him. I think Everton are going to get a point for Man City tomorrow. I just feel like Man City are so concentrated on Wednesday in the Champions League. Pep did not make any subs on Tuesday. And we talked about this. If you missed our very brief stoppage time this week, um, not only did Pep not make subs, but Kevin De Bruyne looked gassed. He, he's the straw that stirs that drink. Erling as well. Holland looked gassed late in the match. Yeah, so I, I really think this is going to be a match where you're going to see. Like I, I could see Cole Palmer maybe even being in the starting eleven tomorrow. Julian Alvarez will probably get a full ninety minutes. Is that the nephew of Arnold Palmer? It is not. Uh, it is not. Um, although, are we Man, sure? Man City did have Liam Delap, who is the yeah. son of Rory, the great Rory Delap. Uh, it's I love 
just kind of a, a total aside here from the Rory DeLapp name being thrown out there. I love when people in sports, this is one of my favorite little quirky things, have weird quirks about them that they are the best at. Like, I love that if someone is the best... Peter Crouch is the best robot celebration in the history exactly, of the sport. Exactly, exactly. But, like, I love when a guy is the best at... Uh, you know, like for example, I like I like when a guy in on in basketball is the best at frustrating the opponent. Yeah, things like that, or when maybe some guy's got a weird like scoop shot that he does that no one else can do. I like when people have those one-off. Josh skills. Giddy for the Thunder has the weird push shot that it comes exactly. off his hand and there's not any spin. It just looks totally dead. It's just yeah. different. Yeah, I like when guys can kind of do their own thing. And Rory Delap, like th- what a claim to fame to be a long throw-in specialist. Yes, yes, like, that was. Teams were literally thinking about signing him at the end of his career just for long throw-ins. But anyway, total aside there, I do expect Man City to rest some players tomorrow, and I would not be surprised if Everton got a point because, quite frankly, I thought Everton looked really good last Monday. Then they've got momentum. They've and they do momentum. have momentum, and and they are, I think Everton are in a spot where you look now, especially with what Leeds did today, with the way Leicester are trending, it feels like Everton are in a spot where one more result and they are up. And yeah. that result may even just be a draw yeah. that they need. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of momentum going opposite directions in that match tomorrow. That'll be an interesting one to watch. And by the way, I feel like Pep had to play all those guys 90 minutes and had to do exactly the manage the roster the way he did because Arsenal beat Newcastle last yeah. week and kept pressure on them in the Premier League. And I was going to say, another Arsenal tie-in is... The, also with Leeds, that last game of the year for Leeds, we mentioned they've got West Ham and then they've got Spurs. Right now, top number trailing, Aston Villa 1-0, the whole second half to play. But if if Arsenal go out and beat Brighton tomorrow, or is that one later today? That one's tomorrow. If Arsenal go out and beat Brighton tomorrow, which Arsenal have done a great job of picking themselves up after that really bad, it was just four games, but the really bad four-game run, uh, they did what every team should do, which is hammer Chelsea. They had a great performance against Newcastle, which we talked about a bit on the midweek pod. Um, if they go out there and beat Brighton, then Tottenham may be quickly be in a spot where with if Arsenal beat Brighton and then with next week's results, Tottenham could be in where they can't really catch Liverpool on the final right, match day, right. where Brighton can't really catch them. And so for Tottenham, for one game, game 38 of 38, they may be on the beach because they're locked into sixth, and that may be huge for Leeds as well. So, Which, by the way, in the either the second or our last segment, we've got to talk about what's going on at Tottenham with the manager yes. position because there's some stuff going on there. Uh, just real quick, I know we kind of mentioned it, but to update people on the matches that are currently underway, which are now into the second half uh, this afternoon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Goldfish? Goldfish. Do we need him? Do you have the button around? <laughs> Do I have the button around? I actually preloaded those last night while I was up here for the OU baseball game, so I wouldn't have to do it this morning. We've got plenty of gold buttons. We only need one of them, though. Carlos Vinicius. Not that Vinny. The other Vinny. Has the best Vinny. The best Vinny in England. That's for sure, at least until Wednesday. Uh, the best Vinny on the Did you see this just island. now? <laughs> Chelsea cleared one off the line against Forrest. Uh, has put one in for Fulham. Fulham are now up 1-0 on Southampton. We just mentioned that was a must win for Southampton, and it Yikes. was 0-0. Southampton now need... They need two. either an Aguero or a Gundogan. They need... To, well, they need they need both on <laughs> Aguero right, and right, a Gundogan. Right. As uh, Fulham are up 1-0 on Southampton, 52nd minute. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt the scoreboard. Read, oh, no, I'm but, always cool with being interrupted with... Because that does affect the scoreboard read, right? It does affect the scoreboard read. So we've got that. Leeds, Newcastle, 2-2. Fulham, Southampton. Yep. Fulham's up 1-0. And Chelsea, got- Chelsea at the uh, at the bridge trail, Nottingham Forest right now, 1-0. I mentioned Everton are like one result away. That's yeah. where Forest were coming into this one and also playing with momentum yes. like Everton. And you can see how well they're playing today. Nearly just had a second. This is uh, is exactly what you'd expect from two two-time European champions. It's been a very open match, very exciting. And, uh, you know, when the dust settles, <laughs> someone will be 12th and someone will be like 14th, just like we all drew up. Awanyu with the goal in the 13th minute for Nottingham Forest in that one. You mentioned Villa 1-0 lead over Tottenham, a goal by Ramsey in the 8th minute for Aston Villa. 
Man United 1-0 over Wolves. Uh, Martial scoring in the 32nd minute of that match it was for United. Really, really hot link-up play. Bruno, a great ball into Anthony, who could have had a rip. He was through, but he took a quick peek over his shoulder, found Martial. Martial was able to just tap that in the back of the net. Really, really nice moves there from United. Oh, hit it again, Manny! Hit it again! Raheem Sterling at the bridge. Much maligned. We got another goal flying in. Raheem Sterling scores in Ashley the 51st Cole and Frank minute. Lampard celebrating the technical error. Actually, Ashley Cole's ripping into somebody. Never mind. He's not <laughs> and celebrating. Chelsea and Nottingham Forest are tied up. Yeah, tied up at one. One apiece now. Chelsea won. Nottingham Forest won. Would still be a good result for Forest. That was a good ball in. Who that was a great that? ball by old Trevor Chalobah. Yeah, it was. Trevi Look at that. It was a really good ball to find that area. Who uh, may be playing one of his last home games. Oh, of course, Raheem Sterling's shot took a deflection. <laughs> <laughs> it actually went off a Chelsea player, did it not? I think was it, that uh, Gallagher that it bounced off? It looks off like of? it went off the Nottingham Forest, dude. Oh, it oh did. yeah. yeah Notting, it did. Right Forest off his head. Who was laying it, was that going wide? Head. Was that going uh, wide? I, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> it looked like it was tracking towards side netting. But, guys, seriously, two Nottingham Forest players bumped into each other. One of them was laying very on Keystone the ground. Cops. His, his head facing the goal, rump on the six-yard box. Raheem Sterling... Bounces it off his forehead. On you, purpose, we're going to say. You might be confused and think that Harry Maguire was involved in the scoring of that goal. Nope, that was just a, another great forehead goal. On a serious note, that is pretty important for Raheem Sterling at Chelsea. Um, the Athletic had a pretty interesting piece last week. So Chelsea went to play away. And so instead of staffing the game in the press box, the Athletic paid for their... Uh, boots on the ground, man, to go sit in the away end with the Chelsea fans. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Just to kind of get the vibe uh, playing Bournemouth. And, and obviously Chelsea won that. It was a miracle. They scored three goals in one match, all that stuff. But there was a really interesting discourse in the second half as Raheem Sterling was subbed on. There were some boos in the away end. And the report from Simon Johnson is that when Raheem Sterling came on, there was a lot of infighting amongst the Chelsea fans of we don't boo our own. That's not what should happen, things like that. So he, he's a pretty um, controversial figure right now just because I think Raheem Sterling personally has not had a good year, uh, not had the great best year he wanted to as far as results. Also, remember, he had to head home from the World Cup because of a break-in at his home that affected his family. I just think that moving to a new club, settling in, the results aren't great, all of that on Sterling. Meanwhile, booze flooded Ziek also when he was subbed on and the report was there was no infighting. Everyone was full go with booing Ziek. So Sterling is an interesting figure amongst Chelsea fans. And it'll be fascinating to see what he can do early next year. I think there'll be a lot of pressure on him in the first 10 games under what looks sure. like Maurizio Pochettino, just to kind of not, not necessarily have the goals there, but just, Returned to the form well. Wasn't he had it kind of wasn't season. it kind of thought also that when uh, Todd Bowley ripped into him that it was aimed at Sterling? Yes, yes, that that was kind of the consensus around. You never want your boss to be mad. the whispers background, which that whole thing is made weirder by. It finally came out that Lampard's team talk was Lampard standing up there and just shredding the team, and then Todd Bowley came in, then Todd Bowley shredded the team. Nice, and they believe that was directed at Sterling. So you know. Things Ooh, are, I just saw the Man well United goal. That was delicious. Yes, it, it was a phenomenal. Uh, you don't get me to say that about a Man United goal very often. Yeah, that, it was an incredible, incredible ball by Bruno to unlock it. And then Anthony, like I would not have criticized him one bit for picking his head up and taking that hit, but to have the composure to just center it across to Martial, who literally just had to pass it into the net. Like It, it was great build-up play from United as they just need... A couple more of these results. They don't have to play well or anything just to confirm, lock up that top four spot, make sure if Liverpool are going to continue to charge that it is Newcastle that are in trouble of maybe a late drop out of the top four as opposed to United. Chelsea, Chelsea are going to get another one. Just letting you know. It's Chelsea Football Club, Todd. <laughs> what we do is create chances. It may be in them. their own net, but they're going to yeah, get another true. one. They're going to get another A one. blue shirt is going to score a goal. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
Indeed. That's the matches that are going on right now. We will keep you updated, obviously, as the goals fly in. I don't think I mentioned also Crystal Palace won Bournemouth nil. That's the other one we did not get to. And that's kind of one of those where both teams are safe. So, yeah, it's a... Kind of a throwaway match, truthfully. On the other side, we will revisit some of the results from last weekend. We've kind of already dug into a little bit of those, but how they're going to shape tomorrow, especially there's some interesting storylines tomorrow. Not preview tomorrow's game, but just kind of the storylines coming in. We need to also talk about uh, kind of a surprise in the Champions League, the other semifinal, the one no one's talking about. Correct. We have to talk about what's happening in Milan. And then, as you mentioned off the top, we do have news in the top, the manager search Not news that I think many Spurs fans are stoked about. All that and more coming up on the other side. You're listening to The Soccer Show here on 107.7 The Franchise, presented by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. More coming up right after this. The Soccer Show is on Twitter. Give us a follow at Soccer Show 107.7. And again, Uno Mas, your favorite. You're listening to the Soccer Show here on 107 the franchise. Ryan Chapman, Todd Lizabee, Matt Goldbranson, Maddie Goldfish. Brought to you as always by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. Todd, we had not one, but two goals in that commercial break. Where would you like to start, my friend? Uh, let's start at Stamford Bridge, where Chelsea have gotten two second-half goals, both from Raheem Sterling. The first one, he kicked it off the face of an unsuspecting Nottingham uh, Forest defender Indeed. who was laid prostrate on the ground. Indeed. The second one, just a delicious finish. It was just a little razzle-dazzle. Oh, a little razz, razzling and dazzling, and it's 2-1 Chelsea. Oh, oh but we have another goal! Again. Nottingham Forest have leveled it up. What a match. 62nd minute. It's now 2-2. I don't know who the goal scorer is. Is that a Awanye? 2-2. It is 62nd a brace minute. from Awanye yeah, and a brace Awanye. from Sterling. Yeah. That's what we have. We've had three goals in this match in Again. the second half in the first 16 minutes of the second half. The other goal comes from that kind of... Uh, Inconsequential matchup between <laughs> Crystal Palace and Bournemouth. Ezzy gets his second, so he's on a hat trick now. It's Eberichi Ezzy, too, uh, with Crystal Palace and Bournemouth nil. Big day for uh, the racehorse grab. Oh, sorry, Selhurst Park for, uh, for our Ted Lasso fans out there. If you're unaware, Crystal Palace be where they film the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, again, oh, oh, we, have we have a VAR check. We have a VAR check. Oh, that- that looks offside. That if if that replay was queued up at the time the ball was hit, well, this is also a terrible angle. <laughs> that says bummer. I, I thought I it think was, you gotta yeah. go bank seven. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> bank seven. It's uh, we, bank select and then seven. We're checking. Oh, the goal stands. The goal stands uh, again. Like I said earlier, exactly what you would expect from just a couple of two-time European champions putting on a show. Like neither team. Fighting for Europe, really? Oh Lord! Both last weekend, both these teams clinched that they couldn't be relegated. But it's a very open match there at Stanford Bridge. The other match is just real quickly: Villa still lead Tottenham one nil. We mentioned Chelsea two, Forest two, Crystal Palace two, Bournemouth nil, Southampton nil, Fulham one. If Southampton don't score two goals and turn this around to a win, they will be officially relegated. And then the one other match underway right now: Man United one. Uh, Wolverhampton nil. That's those. These all about the sixty third to sixty seventh minute in all those matches. Indeed. Before we dive into a Champions League tie, before we dive into a London manager search, we did get a question in from friend of the show Tyler. Just a question and a fact. All right. We'll start with the fact. He's a United fan. Just real quick. Man United's goal difference under Queen Elizabeth was plus one thousand one hundred twenty eight. Currently. Until this game between United and Wolves goes final, Man United's goal difference under King Charles is zero. So, live table, it's plus one. Yeah, though. live table, it's plus yeah, one. So yeah. chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Uh, good work for United. Then he posed an interesting question, and, and he kind of gave it to us two ways. Because I think it's an interesting discussion on the first hand, and the second way is probably the more fun way to look at it. 
Uh, what's the worst team that could have signed Erling Holland and still won the league this season? Interesting discussion about how superstars fit into the team in soccer. Uh, I don't look too far down the table, frankly, because like you look at a, a squad like Arsenal, they don't have a Holland. Gabby Jesus, incredible. I think if Arsenal had Holland, they would win the league. Yeah, leading the attack. But th- the point is not that like with Arsenal, they don't have Holland. They're keeping pace, right? And, right. And so I think it's a bigger thing. Newcastle probably. United probably. Liverpool, they were so injured that Holland might have kept him in the title fight, but I don't know if that enough. So I, I don't think that um, it goes beyond Liverpool. That would that would be my Mendoza line of they were so injured that they could have probably kept in the fight, but I, I'm not sure that, that anyone else. Maybe Can, Spurs. I mean, I, mm, I would say... Not Spurs, but I would say probably... I think there were Conte I issues. see your arguments with those other ones. The thing is, like, it's just not taking a guy and going, he's really good, add him, and add it up. It also has to be how he fits in with how they play, how he fits in with what they do. And the biggest thing is, you know, soccer's not like basketball, where if you have a star and four average players around you, you're going to have a really good team. Soccer, you have to have the service. It doesn't matter if you're Messi, Ronaldo. You have to have people who can keep the ball and get it to you and get you the service so you can do something with it. For you can't instance, just dribble past 10 people. Look at Erling Holland as he plays for his national team. Like They did not qualify right, for the right. World Cup, and they exactly. had Odegaard as well. Exactly. Or have. No, it's the thing about soccer that I think people don't realize, and... It's even more so than like a hockey. Is possession is hard to keep. Like you can't keep the ball on your feet and keep someone else from getting it from you very easily. Yeah. You can't outpace them, you can't trick them. You can't put your body in the way and move around them like you can in basketball. Right? You can't control the ball with your feet like you can with your hands. It's just not possible. So even though sometimes Messi makes it look look like it is, but it's just, it's harder. It's harder to do, and because of that, you need people who can pass the ball back and forth and get it to you. You can't do it all by yourself. So I think it's an interesting question. I do think there are a couple teams you can make that argument with, though. The Liverpool one's really interesting. Yeah. Here's, because we we talked about all year how good they were going to be if Darwin Nunez got going, and he just never got started. If Holland would have started there like he started at City, might be a different year for him. Well, and... and- Two, once the injury crisis had happened, assuming that if everything's the same where Holland was healthy, how much of that could he have papered? How many of those draws and losses would have suddenly turned into results, yeah. like ugly results? Of course, if he'd have gone to Liverpool, he'd be injured. Well, <laughs> clear, so. clearly, there's something going on. Something going on. Okay, I mean, their manager can't even celebrate without getting <laughs> injured this year. Then he flipped it, which I think this is the more fun version of this question. How high could a side like Southampton have finished had they had Holland? Um, that one the the league has been so topsy turvy. Fourteenth, yeah. I I think they would have been in this spot where like Chelsea, Fulham, Crystal Palace. That these last couple of games, yeah. they're like yeah. a few of the only clubs in the Premier League. They don't actually have anything to play for because they're so far safe, very adrift from top four, top seven, anything in Europe. Uh, that one's a lot more fun just to think of. Uh, I might go home on FIFA later today and just do a quick like squad change and put Holland on Southampton and just motor through it. And like, <laughs> let's simulate this bad boy up. Simulate see what, FIFA see what it says. does. See what FIFA oh. says. I'm sorry, I'm watching no, the United go- Wolves. Was, I've, I've got uh, I've got goals on up as well, and I saw that cross come into the box and was like, was is that Wolves gonna equal? Instead, it ended up being just a routine header. Uh, into I might be behind or something safely into yeah I might be behind there would look like there was a uh, a breakout situation and oh. I think it was uh, I think it was Wang Yi Chan that couldn't control it for Wolves so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still one nil Man United in that one yeah no more goals since we last had an update though Chelsea have a oh never mind it's probably the right call uh, looked like Felix was gonna draw a foul I think did he, he dive I think he rolled no. I think he rolled about, and the ref was on it. The ref was on it. Let's go to Europe real quick. We talked briefly about Let's Man go City to Europe. I'd love to go and to Real Madrid on our midweek pod. And if you've missed any of that, 
Just search The Soccer Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, and we give you... Matty Goldfish, we need you. We need you, Matty Goldfish. Well, I think it's time we say goodbye to our friends from Southampton. Fare thee well. Oh, Mitrovich. Mitrovich, a man who looks like one. he has killed multiple people, has, well, has just killed, killed Southampton. He's killed a club. He has indeed. Goldfish, I need you to Google Alexander Mitrovich. M I T R I V O. Well, whatever. Mitrovich. M I T R O V I C. Mitrovich. You got all the way through it. You're like one letter away. And you bailed out. I just kept, I felt like uh, George Carlin had an old joke about how when he spelled his name, it never ended. G E O R G E O R G E. And that's what I felt like. It just kept going. He looks like he's killed multiple people in a prison riot or he, something before. He does indeed. And uh, and now he's killed Southampton. Mitrovic, 72nd minute, 2-0, Fulham lead Southampton. Oh, when the Saints go marching down. They are dead. They are dead. It'll be interesting for Southampton, a club that if you came into watching the Premier League about the same time that I did, were always the, like what Brighton are now, as far as Brighton making really savvy purchases, and then reselling guys for way more than they bought them for. That was Southampton, except it was all coming through the Southampton Academy. Can we hit it again, Goldfish? Goal! Goal! Give me a little Douglas Louise at Villa Park. 2-0. Aston Villa lead Tottenham in the 72nd minute. That was a cracker of a free kick. Although, our friend... uh, That's not Hugo. Who's the backup keeper for Spurs? Uh, uh, Yeah, he could have done better there. Because he (laughs) has soft wrists, is what he has. He should have punched it outside the goal. Well, maybe. He got a hand on it, and instead... Just punched it. That was what Jack Forster is that the? Is that I think the that's two? right. I think that's right. Frazier, uh, not Frazier. Yeah, Frazier Forster. Where yeah. did it get Jack? I don't know, but I was thinking, is that the same as Frazier? But no. yeah, it's Forster Fraser, though. Sorry. Uh, okay, we were talking I had a about brain fart. We were me. talking about the Champions League. We were. We AC were. Milan, Inter Milan. We just kind of assumed that that was going to be a little cagey, little cagey, maybe nil nil, seventy fifth minute, and there's a mistake made. Inter, it was two nil in like seventeen minutes Inter or something. Inter came out and said, "Screw your cages." Inter came out and said, "Screw being cautious." No Rafael out. They did. It it looked like a team that basically were not afraid of getting hit on the counter, like yeah. like. AC right. Milan can Almost do. like AC Milan had lost their best player yeah. for their counter. Yeah, attack. weird how that works out. And and credit to Inter for kind of smelling a little blood in the water and firing out there early. And so Inter have taken control of this. It'll be interesting to see. It's going to be very treacherous. Do they have to change dressing rooms? I don't know how that works. <laughs> because I really don't know how is, that works. This is the. It's not only a Italy v Italy. It's Milan they played the v same Milan. stadium. They played the same stadium. Yeah, exactly. I I think that uh, a couple of people missed my joke when I said we'll see how this happens when it goes across town. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, on, I think you might have said that on our podcast. And yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Where I was just like, get 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 it because it's the it's, right, right. I actually, when it first, when the uh, tie was first announced, I was like, okay, who gets the second leg at home? And then I was like, what <laughs> am I doing? <laughs> it's like when the Lakers and Clippers play, right? Yeah, it's just like... It's like if they play in a seven-game series. Like, this, what, series this series shifts to the well, other locker room. Except those are all Lakers home games. This is That's the, true. This is the That's rare true. case where it's not. I almost wish they'd just be like, you know what? Like I, I get. That, I, I guarantee you, in that stadium, Inter has their own locker room, and yeah. and Milan has their own locker yeah. room. Yeah, I. Uh, so they probably just dress in those. I, I wondered if, and this is just weird logistics that don't actually matter for the tie, but it would be kind of cool if they had staged it almost like two cup finals, where you know, if if you watch an FA Cup at Wembley, there's the, uh, for this go round, it'll be the the City end and the United end, right? I right. wondered if it would be cooler for them to just do it split, OU Texas style, yeah, split the San Siro, or understandably they probably have ticket obligations for like okay, this is ticketed as a home game, this is ticketed as the away game. But regardless, it looks like headed into this week, City and Real Madrid obviously have everything to play for, and Inter will be able to kind of sit back in 
and protect the lead. So I, I'm really fascinated if Liao can't give it a go in the second leg, if we see a little bit of what we saw to enter this first match where they say, let's go out and try to get one early and just kill it off. Or if Inter will kind of step back into, hey, let's let's take a step off of it and see what goes on. Because that's not what they did against... Uh, were they the ones that were drawn against Benfica in the quarters? Yes, and, yeah. and that's not what they did. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I will be... I mean, like, AC Milan can come back and make up a two-goal difference. Yeah. They can do it. What I love about it is just the way that match played out. Not, I really think that as someone who supports City and who thinks that City are favored to go through to the final, I think City should beat either of those teams, right? I mean, they'll be heavy favorites against either one of those teams, and should be. Same if Real Madrid go through. They'll be heavy favorites and should be. But with that said, what I wanted to see from that tie was the second leg to be interesting. And now with the two-goal deficit to make up, that second leg becomes interesting. Yes. Because AC Milan have to press to get a goal and if they get an early goal, then it becomes really the whole thing is on. Yeah, yeah. And the same, the same. I think you could say for if Real Madrid were to get an early goal against City, yes, it becomes super interesting as well. Um, I know uh, you're going to be gone Monday and Tuesday, right? Yes. So I we won't be. have a chance to talk about it. But just real quick, what do you think about next week's ties? Um, I think that in the Champions League we speak of. Yes, I think that unfortunately for you. City having to charge on with this treble charge, like there will have to be decisions made, like we've kind of already alluded to, and we'll break down in, in our final segments. We preview the rest of the weekend. There's going to be decisions made about what priorities get the strongest lineup, things like that, because the, the team just looks a little leggy right now. Whereas for Real Madrid, they just have to worry about the champions, sure. right? And, yeah. and so. I think that for Real Madrid with with Benzema and Vinny, like there's class all over the the pitch. But I think that Real Madrid, this is kind of setting up for them to sit back in and it'll look ugly, and they just kind of hit City on the counter just because they've got a little more juice in their legs. I was like talking that. to someone last night. Um, I think I think it'll be like a two one though. I, I think that neither side one goal will do it in in this right. second leg. I was talking to a guy last night, Jason, who I met at the state soccer championships, which I want to talk about a little when we come back from our next break. Uh, and he's a Chelsea fan, which I, I send him condolences. Question, questionable yeah. character, yeah, but exactly. no, no, we love Jason. Uh, but no, I, I was talking to him, and I said, what do you think about the Champions League? And he, and he said something, and, and when he said it, I was like, yeah, he's right. Real Madrid missed a golden opportunity. They had a few other chances against City. They had a 1-0 lead, even if they could have just seen that out. They missed a golden opportunity. And that late De Bruyne goal, which kind of felt like it came against the run of play a little bit, I think that's that's huge for City moving forward because this will be the first time for all the times City have been to the semifinals of the Champions League. You know, obviously the one time famously losing in the finals to Chelsea, but losing to Real Madrid last year, losing to Lyon, uh, you know, during the COVID year. This is the first time they've had the second leg at home. Yeah. Losing to uh, Tottenham, they had the second leg at home, but had to make up a huge goal difference, right? right? This is the first time they come in in a good spot, second leg at home, and and just seeing how they played against Arsenal at home in a big match, I think gives fans a lot, and how they played against Bayern Munich at home as well in that first leg give, gives uh, City fans a lot of hope in the second one. But you're right. I mean, Real Madrid are Real Madrid. They are always dangerous. Yeah, Real Madrid in the Champions League a bit different than a Bayern Munich team that had just had Thomas Tuchel come in. A bit different than sure. a, an Arsenal team that that's right without Saliba. You Did know. you hear the stat on uh, Vinicius's goal against City? Uh-uh. That's the second goal in his career from outside the box. <laughs> it feels like is that not crazy? It feels like he he is the king of not only scoring but you just pop up and you're just like, yep, that's a uh-huh. that's, that's a hit. And you know what the expected goals was from that shot? Was it like uh, under point point one? zero six? <laughs> was the expected goals from that shot? That's what you get. So in other get... words, it had a 6% chance or yeah. a 0.6% chance of going in. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough, but that's Real Madrid in the Champions League. Or no, I guess it'd be a 6% chance. But feels yeah. like it already. Feels like it always pops up like that for Real Madrid. Like De Bruyne's goal had, I think, a point one one possibility but also De Bruyne scores goals like that a lot right Vinicius doesn't so um yeah I I think City are in a good spot I 
And I think Inter will see it out. Like, I think they'll do enough to defend and may themselves get a goal on the counter early to put that one away. I hope that doesn't happen because it will become boring, but right. I think that could be a possibility. Should so. be fun. Real quick, before we duck out of here, like we said, on the other side, little state soccer talk, as well as previewing what we've got the rest of the way. It sounds like Julian Nagelsmann is out of the running at Tottenham Hotspur. Again, I d- either Julian Nagelsmann has the best or worst PR machine ever. Listen, because- I just kind of headline read on this. I read he was in, and then I read like three hours later he was out. Yeah. So, so what happened? So it sounds like picking through this, the exact same PR cycle that happened with Nagelsmann at Chelsea, which was the club side says that they had interviewed and met, but they were good. Nagelsmann side says unsure about the leadership structure from like the sporting directors, stuff like that. It, why do we study history, kids? Because it repeats itself. Tottenham Hotspur, it sounds like from that side of things that they interviewed him and they're, they're uh, based off the interview, happy to look in other directions. From the Nagelsmann side of things, it sounds like he's unsure of the sporting direction, uh, sporting director, the direction of the club. So the truth, I'm sure, is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. It always is. As it was with both. As it was with both. So Tottenham are on to plan B, I guess, because it felt like they hadn't had a, a clear front runner. And, and then when Nagelsmann came available, that, that became uh, kind of the sexy rumor. They'd finally gotten together and taught. So this I is, did see Ryan Mason will be strongly considered, which I'm yes. sure after today, Tottenham fans are going to be real excited about. Yes. Uh, well, the problem is that they they weren't down enough in the first half for him to rip into them at halftime because that is clearly, clearly his biggest strength. Are we looking at the United hit or the Chelsea Yeah, watch the save. This yeah, is on a deflection, too. That was a good save. Down was, over was to that, his right. Is that, uh, it's not, is that Jose Saw? Um, I think it's their backup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's their backup. It's uh, Bentley. Yes, Danny, Bentley, that's Danny right. Danny Bentley. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good save by Danny him for Bentley. Wolves. Off Still 1-0, Wolves up. Back or down. Man United up, sorry. Yeah, this is huge for Man United. This would send them level with Newcastle on points. Liverpool are looming, and so uh, that gap is within and if, one And if game. Wolves can get a result, that would be huge for Liverpool. Yes, yeah, because right now Liverpool have played 35 games. They're on 62 points. Newcastle have played 35 games. They're on 66, right? So it's a four-point gap. United have a game in hand, technically, this, this game that's played. Once it goes final, this will be match 35. United are on 63. So if United yeah. can get a win, both Uniteds will be four-point gap to Liverpool with three left, which is not insurmountable whatsoever. Sets up sure. a little grandstand finish here for the top four race. That's Todd Lisby. I'm Ryan Chow. we got Matt Goldbranson, the goal machine, on the other side of the glass on... The other side of this commercial break, we will dive into those state soccer finals that Todd was talking about, as well as taking a little look Sunday and Monday slate of games to roll you in to your Saturday afternoon. All that and more coming up here on the soccer show brought to you by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. You're listening to The Soccer Show, brought to you by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic on 1077 The Franchise. This is The Soccer Show, brought to you by Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic here on 1077 The Franchise. Ryan Chapman, Todd Lizabee. Matt Goldbranson, no goals flying in, though goal zone tells me that there is a penalty in Villa Spurs, yet instead of cutting to that, we are transfixed on Bruno Fernandez as Manchester United also has a free kick. This one is at the top of the box, so we could have action here in the coming moments. Fernandez puts it just over the bar. Good effort. And Mr. Goldfish, if you would. Goal! Goal! Back over at Villa Park. 
Spurs get one back. Oh, Perry Payne, the penalty machine. They won a pin. They converted the pin. It is 2-1. That one's in the 90th minute. Spurs got to work quick, basically, if they would like to salvage a point here. We are about to have a bunch of these matches go final. Just real quick, Chelsea and Forest. That is 2-2 at Stanford Bridge. Like we just mentioned, Tottenham get one back. They trail Aston Villa 2-1. Crystal Palace in cruise control, 2-0 over Bournemouth right now. United, 1-0 over Wolves, but United are very much on the front foot. So if anything else happens there, it'll be against the run of play. Fulham have killed Southampton. Southampton are dead. Uh, alert your friends if, well, actually, if they're Saints fans, do not talk. Do not talk to them on this Day that Southampton has clinched the number one overall draft. They pick have in the Premier League draft. Victor Wembanyama, <laughs> welcome to Southampton. Uh, you're playing in the championship next year. Proud of you, my friend. <laughs> Proud of you, indeed. Hey, Todd. Before we preview tomorrow's games, you had the pleasure of being out at the state soccer championships yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was in Newcastle yesterday. Uh, there were three games: the three A girls really and the three A boys, and the five A to be hosting a. Uh, a triple header when they know that they've got a couple more matches I know, right? here on the run. I know. Well, for, it's, for Newcastle, I'm, I'm surprised that Newcastle they got the pitch ready for Leeds this morning. Was that at Ellen was that, Road? Oh no, that was that was I, think it, uh, it was I was about was to Ellen make Road. the same yeah. joke. I got yeah. halfway through yeah, it. Yeah, There's three matches Road. left, though. There's three You're matches right. left. Well, and it could also explain uh, why they struggled against Arsenal. It could. They could have been planning for the state soccer tournaments, but no. I was at the uh, 3A girls, boys, and then the 5A girls state soccer finals in Newcastle yesterday. So I think I've explained this before, but the way it works out is every other year, and it goes sport by sport, but if there's a west side team and an east side team playing each other, it goes to Tulsa in the odd year and then Oklahoma City in the even years, and it rotates, right? But if there are, in a lot of sports, like football, they have the one spot. But like in soccer, in in uh, you know, I think they do this in football, a little bit like smaller school football. They do it a little bit, especially like semifinals. They do it right for neutral side games. So this year, games that involve West and East side teams are in Tulsa or in the 918. Yeah. They're in Claremore at Rogers State. <clears throat> so this year, the only games I got on this side of the state were the West versus West games. Yeah. So 3A girls was the first game. It was Bishop McGinnis versus OCS. Uh, McGinnis looking, or not Bishop McGinnis, uh, Heritage Hall versus OCS. Heritage Hall looking to go back-to-back. They win 2-0 in that match. Olivia Walker and Joanna Bell scored the goals for them. Second match was incredible. Heritage yeah. Hall, Crooked Oak, 3A boys, a rematch of last year's state championship, which Crooked Oak won last year. Yeah. Um, and Heritage Hall gets up 1-0. Okay. We go into a weather delay. Oh, boy. Come back, finish the first half. The starting pitcher is now iced. That's right. Come back, finish the first half, and it's just kind of cagey. There's really not many chances in it. We go to a a shorter-than-normal halftime break because it was just a quick restart. And we come back in the second half, and it is 2-1 Crooked Oak in 10 minutes. Oh, boy. It's just... And then five minutes later... Empty the tank, babe. Five minutes later, Heritage Hall scores to make it 2-2. And we kind of stayed at 2-2 at 2-2. And then uh, with about four minutes left on the clock, Heritage Hall got the match-winning goal. Yeah. A uh, kid named Tucker Austin, who had two goals and then also set up the third goal. Uh, great, great ball right in, right in the front of the goal. Six-yard box. Open Heritage net. Messi. Open, yeah. Open net for his teammate, uh, Nick Ragazzino, who I think is a, either freshman or sophomore. He's an underclassman that scored the match winner for Heritage Hall. So they win 3-2. Their first boys soccer state championship, uh, I think, since 2016 for a program that usually has pretty good soccer. That's a long run for them. And, oh, by the way, uh, they sweep boys and girls soccer. First time they've ever done that in school history. Then in Class 5A, Piedmont and McGinnis was the late game. And as is always the case, have a job where you have to cover multiple games. The late game did, in fact, go to extra time. As it does. (laughs) As it always does. That is, I was at. That's like a rule. I was at two high school soccer games. I was at. We um, have a goal. We have a goal. Goal! Garnacho for Manchester United. 
has scored. It is 2-0 Manchester United lead Wolves. Big result for them in the top four race. Here in a couple of minutes, it'll be official. Manchester United's goal difference under King Charles III. Going to be plus two. Plus two, baby. It's going to be plus, plus two, two, baby. Plus two. Getting it back. Uh, no, yeah. but so. Well, I, I'd, I've covered two high school soccer games this year. Uh, one of them was uh, Booker T. Washington and Edmund North Girls. That one was uh, a, a route. And then, of course, the Bartlesville versus Edmund North Boys. Uh, that one goes to double OT. Of course for me. it does. Yeah. The second match goes to double OT. Yeah. Bump it up against Deadline. I was like, somebody score! Well, that's what, so this one was 1-1, one, one, and we go into extra time. First 10 minutes, no one scores. Second Ex- 10 extra minutes. Extra time in, in Oklahoma High School is golden goal. It's yeah, it's, death, exactly. Right? It's golden goal. So if you score a goal, it's over. First 10 minutes, no one scores. Second 10 minutes of extra time, it looks like we're going to a shootout, right? And it's a ball just kind of out of nothing played towards the McGinnis keeper. And as that classic, it takes a bounce and it's right at the top of the 18, right? And the keeper's coming one way and looking at the defender who's going the other. And they both think the other one's going to go for it. Uh. And the Piedmont player jumps in the middle. Jordan Hahn, I'm pretty sure she scored the match winner for Piedmont. It was I, it was hard to tell because everyone kind of dogpiled her. Yeah. And I didn't know if she didn't have a replay. So... Uh, Piedmont wins that one two one. So congrats to them. Jinx also swept in six A yesterday in soccer, and there's uh, what three more state championships to be decided today at uh, Rogers State up in Claremore. So uh, be, congrats to them. Should be a ton of fun. Can we, Matt, roll it? Ladies and gentlemen, is with sad hearts. That we report to you that Southampton are the first team to be officially relegated from the Premier League in the year of our Lord, the year of our King Charles, 2023. A tough run in. It was a great run for Southampton. And now the real race begins. Where were James Ward Prowse be at the beginning <laughs> right, of the yeah. Premier League next year? Now this year? is where everyone looks and goes, okay, let's look at that where roster. Will Kyle Walker-Peters <laughs> yeah. be? What where if Man will... City had Kyle Walker backed up by Kyle Walker-Peters? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> where will Romeo Lavia be? Where will Theo Walcott be at the start of next year's Premier League season? Uh, as well as I would bet that Ainsley Maitland-Niles is mm-hmm. probably a part of the Premier League as Hey, Southampton well. had the all-hyphenated team. They did have the all-hyphenated team. Also, that's way more people than usual off of a relegated I know, team that, I know. that are probably going to be bouncing. I know. The so this, somewhere. Southampton, this one's for you. Uh, and, and unfortunately, it's, it's not a booze. It's a monster energy so that you can get your ass back out of the championship. Mm-hmm. Get into overdrive. Good right. luck. You're going to need it. Now, good luck. You're going to need it. Hey, real quick. Oklahoma softball will take on Texas in the Big 12 championship. You can hear that right here at 12 p.m. on 107.7. The franchise pregame is going to start pre-pre. at 11.45. We have just a couple minutes here because I we, we can't run over today because i got to get out of here. I guess you guys can run over. I just won't be able we to. We are all full-time now. We all are. six matches today have gone full-time. Uh, so tomorrow we've got uh, Brentford and West Ham, which will be pretty interesting because... West Ham, do they continue their charge as they're rounding into form? For they've got a uh, another match or two in Europe left, and they're pretty. Yeah, what much did that safe. one finish Thursday? Uh, I didn't. They were see. down one nil at halftime. Yeah, to, uh, I didn't Alkmaar. see. So it, that one will be interesting more just because uh, Brentford are bounced around for Conference League type stuff. West and Ham is trying to keep the good vibes rolling. European, the European uh, nations, no Conference League, European Conference League, right? Then what it's called, UEFA European Conference League, yeah, the UECL. Uh, the reason I uh, uh, let's see, two one, Azed Alkmar won the first leg, so so West Ham will just be trying to uh, right? motor through there, um, trying to round into form to continue on. There. No, West Ham won the first leg, two one. Yeah, yeah, I thought that West Ham. Yeah, West Ham won 2-1. They were down 1-0 at halftime. So good turnaround for West Ham. It's basically the college basketball equivalent of winning the CBI. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's like Utah Valley State is your opponent. Except, except uh, who would it be? Would it be if Calipari gets fired by Kentucky and then goes and wins the CBI and then celebrates like a bad man? That's the Jose right. Mourinho experience, and that's right. why we love him. Everton and Man City, we kind of talked about this at the top of the show. 
Um, I do not share your pessimism. I think that uh, Rotated City will still be enough to beat Everton, but I think that one will be fun. The real one that that is going to be a, a ton of fun, Arsenal playing, again, a lot better, but they got the news. Saliba out for the season. We kind of knew that. Zinchenko out for the season as well. So for Arsenal, it's just going to become a, a matter of continuing to put the pressure on as City are fighting on three fronts. Literally surviving. That's, in yeah, minutes. that's all that Arsenal can do is, is put the pressure on at this point, which... Again, they've done a great job of since kind of getting back on their winning ways against Chelsea. So it'll be interesting to see just how Arsenal um, handle that is is really only a couple of key injuries, unfortunately, for them. It's probably the center-back pairing they'd like to have. Well, and, oh, by the way, I would imagine Brighton would like to play a little better than they did their last time out. Yes. Getting battered by Everton. So I I uh, that was Everton that got them. Yeah, that was Everton that beat them. Brighton on Monday, yeah, 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 yeah. and then uh, Liverpool and Leicester. Because that, I remember laughing, thinking this is the same team that just beat United. I know, <laughs> and they're yeah. getting destroyed by Everton. Yeah, and then Liverpool and Leicester on Monday. For me, that one's at the King Power, but I think that Liverpool are going to. Uh, yeah, they might need. They're going to put some, the hammer down. Yeah, they might need the King to get involved. They, they want to stay up, Leicester. That they is. might indeed. Oh, cue the sad fans in the stands, which they show every year after relegation. That's tough. James Do you Ward remember Browse. the old Sunderland fan? Uh, no. Oh, it's not like the really. saddest image I've ever seen. It's this guy who's like 80 years old, and you can tell. Do you, like, you, know you can tell in his Sunderland mind he's thinking, back. are they really? Yeah. Better than uh, we are Wrexham, for the record. Yes. You can tell that he's thinking uh, the Sunderland fan back when they were relegated from the Premier League, like, I'm not going to see him back in my life. Yeah, he was He was like, this is not good. <laughs> and and uh, it was worse than he probably ever imagined. And they show him, and he's like kind of hunched over, and he's got his arms crossed, and he just does one of those, <sighs> like one of those deep breaths, and like the seat's all faded. It's yeah. just one of the saddest videos I've ever seen. It's sad indeed. It's sad indeed. All right, Ryan, you're I, headed to... I'm headed over to Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame Stadium. Stadium. Like we said, 11.45 pregame yep. here on the franchise. Oklahoma and Texas for the Big 12 Tournament Championship. It's either going to be with me or with Ryan, but with one of the two, uh, we will have Matt Burton come in and join us for a little midweek pod this week, and then Matt Burton's going to be with you next week on the soccer show. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Manchester United fans, you won't get... Well, actually, that's not true. He's got a full week to S all over City if he wants. Matt Burton will dunk on United, but it's self-deprecated dunking, which is very different than when City fans dunk on United. And that is totally fun. This has been the Soccer Show. That's Todd Lizzie. That's Matty Goldfish back there doing the Lord's work. He'll be with you all day. So uh, send your T's and P's to Matt. He's he's the hardest worker around. Uh, I'm Ryan Chapman. Until next time, big thank you as always to Oklahoma City FC and the Broadway Clinic. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, The Soccer Show, for that midweek show. Or if you missed any of this and want to catch up, we've got the whole episode that should be posted shortly. But until next time, we got VSIN for a little bit coming up. But like we said, 1145, we'll toss it over to Chris Plank out at Hall of Fame Stadium to get you ready for Oklahoma and Texas softball here on 107.7 The Franchise.